Hi, I'm Doris and I'm a journalist. Kia ora, I'm TA and I'm a marine biologist. Together we want to raise awareness for our marine environment and support restoring the abundance of the ocean. We are giving the ocean a voice. Come sail with us, join the journey. Kia ora. Um, welcome to another Nomad Ocean podcast and yeah, fantastic to have you here and on board. We, um, we were just having a little talk about what we might do for today's podcast and well, it's a yuck topic for a yucky day. So we and Doris, Doris wasn't even. She's not even that keen to participate because she kind of feels that it's too yuck to talk about. Well, I just, I just listen to what Tia says and probably I'd be like, ugh, and then that's what you hear from me today. We'll see what happens. So I thought today's topic could be about our waste, our waste that we discharge into the ocean and and how it's affecting our communities and our coastal communities and how it's affecting our marine life which waste are you really particularly talking about well you know living like on kahu we get really intimate with our waste like i mean He's not talking about food waste. He's not talking... Well, I am talking about food waste. Oh, you are? Okay. I'm I'm talking about the waste after we consume it and suck the life force out of it and then we discharge the leftovers into into whatever form we discharge it into, whether it's in the form of urine, um, when we take a piss, as we say down here in New Zealand, or if it's in the form of shit where we where we take a poo as we say down here in in, in, in in New Zealand. So basically we're going to talk about poos and shits because poos and shits are the only critical thing to life. I mean living all living animals excrete these these byproducts and so we're going to have a discussion about that and we're also going to have a discussion about um, some of the other kind of associated issues related to them in the marine environment. So without further ado, let's uh let's let's roll into it. I was wondering like why it's such a problem. I mean that's all natural, isn't it? I mean when we, you know, digest and then something natural comes out. So what's the issue when it goes into the ocean or like into the environment. Well, it yeah, it is part of a natural process, you know, it's a human process. It's part of our like our metabolic system. Um but what's happened and happened is because we're 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 you know, birds of a feather like to flock together, as they say. Um, we've created these societies that are really centralized around a intensive you know community dwelling sort of environment our cities are built in in sometimes mass proportions 
um, compared to the environmental services that, that they can draw upon around them. And essentially what we've done is we've then centralised all the waste disposal and waste um, the waste management systems. So our effluent waste, which is our poos and wheeze, basically when you go to the toilet, you sit on a on a on a toilet and you and you dump all your all your all your bodily waste into a bowl and then using water we flush it down into a reticulated um, system that pumps it from your house where you've just flushed it down all the way to a waste treatment plant and that's in inverted commas because waste treatment is something that is really kind of only well for the best part unless you're in a real modern city that's like got a big population most of that waste treatment isn't really occurring it's it's going through a process of a um a settlement pond and then and then a discharge and the settlement pond is supposedly settling out the solid matter to the bottom of the pond and then the the discharge is the discharge of of the treated the treated waste water into into usually a larger body of water i.e the ocean i.e a lake mm, a, I, river. a river mm, yes and as we know all those freshwater systems flow into the ocean as well so what's it's what's really occurring is essentially we're discharging a peak nutrient from a lot of inputs so every toilet is an input every person has this metabolic function hopefully on a regular everyday occurrence some i'm sure some people are a few more than than, than once once a day and some people are probably a little bit less than once a day depending on what they're eating and that's actually actually just on what they're eating you have to remember that food that we're consuming today is a lot different to the natural state food that we consumed once upon a time so the f foods that we're eating today have you know i mean if you eat chicken it's high in, in estrogens and, and hormones and those hormones are actually, you know, you're, you're excreting the byproducts of those hormones in, 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 your, in, your, um, in your poos. So you're basically saying it's the amount of shit and we which goes out there and the second thing is that it's not as natural as The quality. It, yeah, the yeah. quality itself is not as natural as it, as you would think it is depending on what food we eat or actually because we eat the food we eat today all right yeah and the the also the the other thing is the associated things i mean for instance um the toilet paper you use yeah, yeah, the other yeah. products that, yeah. you, that you send down your toilet yeah. in order cleaning to keep stuff cleaning for the toilet yeah, all okay. that sort of yeah. stuff all compounds and when it especially the the chemical stuff I mean, and the the hormones, so the chemical elements and the hormone elements, they all just continue, and they actually get absorbed by the marine system. And mm -hmm. I suppose that this this is a great chance to now discuss some of the the issues with with these discharges from these so-called waste treatment mm -hmm. plants. 
the 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 discharges from these waste treatment plants you firstly eutrophy the water so they, they make a nutrient rich water system and we know that in marine systems when you have nutrient rich water systems life just flourishes but it's not the sort of life that we kind of associate it's not like fish and all the rest yeah. of it it's algae mm. algae just love soaking up all that nitrogen mm. when we were out there in on the ocean um there were several bays where you dived down and you were like yeah the kinas came up for example because they had more food than fish and there's like you 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 saw a lot of um signs for pollution everywhere Yeah. The algaes, for example, that's yeah. a sign for pollution. Yeah, so so okay. brown algaes um, oh. were kind of... But these were more phytoplankton or epiphyte. Um, so they were they were basically algaes that, that sat on top of other algaes. Mm. And, I mean, scum is another... I've, a lot of people refer to it as rock scum and stuff like that, which essentially is a brown algae that that sits on top of or just cakes stuff and it's created from you know as it's processing the, this, uh, these um, things uh, these this nutrient and then you've got sea lettuce you've got um, other fast growing green algaes which also um, uh, which also can become prevalent in eutrophied waters and then the, the other effect is that those those chemicals that were that were pumping out that aren't being treated and aren't being aren't being caught by the system because they're they're water soluble those chemicals then end up and they actually infect the fish so i mean the higher hormones that we're having um for instance i know that there's been some studies done and we will probably link some studies to to this about um the relationship between pill or you know um, contraception mm. and um, and fish infertilities mm. you know there's all these sort of things like it what we're discharging is bioaccumulated in the marine environment and as it bioaccumulates in the marine environment it's doing it's having a massive degradative effect on the sustainable capacity of that marine environment to maintain itself mm. and that's why we need to think a little bit more cleverly about how we deal with 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 our waste and how we deal with our our, our products yeah this said i mean i'm always about solutions and what? yeah well um so so what is the solution or what is an appropriate way for every individual i mean as you say it's a natural process um to digest and the metabolic system is there so what can we do about it well i i'm i'm a i'm a massive believer in sort at source so so sorting at source basically means that firstly let's do away with with the old ways that or the the roman way of of flushing everything down a toilet in one in one gulp and let's promote the idea that that we that we sort our waste at source so we 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 set aside our poos and we compost our poos our solid waste and we and we set aside our our um our wheeze, our peas, and we and we then 
use that as a nutrient fertilizer you know we can it's a urea so that just makes sense but how can this be done like in a city environment well, for example when you live in a house even when we're here on kahu i mean how can well, this be done i mean i mean on kahu we don't have access to to land space or all that sort of stuff and i suppose in an urban environment like apartments and stuff like that there's there's probably less access to land space but i think councils mm. and regional authorities need to think more efficiently about how they can provide a service that reduces this dependency on the centralized system which essentially can't keep up mm. i mean the reason why these these processing systems function well when they are at like 30 percent capacity but now that they're reaching like you know 50 100 120 percent capacity they they can't handle the waste that were that these that these like they weren't designed really to handle handle this this the scale of of growth and essentially what i'm saying is actually we can shift the conversation by saying look i'm happy to become intimate with my own waste and comp- compost that source and i'm happy to to also you know look at you know how else i can i can i can work with the community to for instance you know work with a urea company to take your urea away done i mean has, is that really going to be that difficult we have milk trucks going around the country collecting milk from all these all these all these farms why why don't we just start you know giving away our urea so that all these all these you know to the fertilizer or to a urea company that turns it into a into a phosphate i mean there there are ways around it even even just if you just put your urea back onto your garden if you if you if you've got the luxury of having a garden yeah but i mean that's more a message for more awareness and for councils to think, or for 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 uh, regional or like governments in general to think differently, and for the individual to be aware that there could be other options. Because as you, I mean, in cities or there, there's limited options for individuals well, to really do something about it. Yeah, but apart I mean, from eating healthier, maybe, and you know, like being aware that something goes out. You have to also remember that most massive, I mean, the mega cities. I'm talking about London. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about New York. Um, I think it's most some of the Asian cities. They have already these massive bioreactors. I mean, they they have basically a massive composting plant, and that's what they end up using that waste for. And they they go and take that waste out to. Um, there's a great uh, thing on. Was it like the Discovery Channel or something like that? Mega structures about the New York waste treatment plant where they basically take all the waste and they put it out onto a garden in Long Island or wherever, wherever mm. Maine or something like that and they grow strawberries out of mm. it mm. and then, mm. then basically people go there and mm. pick, pick strawberries mm. and no, so one, no one's really the wiser. So I mean, the methods are there. Yeah, exactly. For, and that's at, a, that's at a mega city. Mega city, yeah. And yeah. all we're saying is actually why don't we think about either scaling it down to really a sort at source and and retain like why don't, why don't we look at how we retain that waste as opposed to just discharging it, it. Mm. and that will do so much more to our coastal environments 
Um, the other, the other, the other thing is, is that what it will do is it will mean that we don't have the same sort of algae blooms. We don't mm. have the same sort of effects that that have been affecting our our marine life. Cleaner water, basically. And yeah, all around cleaner water. Mm. So, thank you for uh, participating in our waste. Wasn't that yuck, actually? No, it wasn't, was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, no. Well, hope to have given you some food for thoughts. Um, and um, yeah, talk next time. Yeah. Nomad Ocean. Join the journey. Thanks for diving in and jumping on board. If you like what you heard, give us a hand and support us on our website nomadocean.org clothes dirt curtains cause all we need is candlelight you and me and the bottle of wine gonna hold you tonight